Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text from Matthew. Repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You know, dear friends of Christ, 1311 East 18th Street, Spencer, Iowa. That's where we're at. That's our location. And it's been our location since 2006 when we moved from the old church, of course, which was on Grand, Grand Avenue, about, you know, just a few blocks from downtown. And of course, as, as they say, location, 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 right? Well, now we're in a different location, and today we're visited by John the Baptist. John the Baptist, um, quite the strange character, uh, eccentric, uncivilized, kind of quirky. And he's unemployed, he's unmarried, he's unkempt, he has long hair, wears strange clothes, has a weird diet. I mean, and of course, the clothes, have you ever worn camel's hair before? I don't, I don't even know anybody that's ever worn camel's hair. Eight locusts. And again, John the Baptist was the last of all the Old Testament prophets. He's the grand finale. And this is what Jesus said about him. Truly I say, there has arisen no one greater than John the Baptist. Because John had the power of Elijah, the great prophet. And he was a weird guy. Yeah, he was a weird man. And he preached in a weird place. But he was the greatest prophet of all. And being the greatest prophet, of course, where does God place him? Where does God put him? In the wilderness. In the desert. Of all the strange oddities that is the man named John the Baptist, perhaps the strangest thing is that he preaches in the wilderness, in the desert, on the River Jordan, the Judean desert. The scorpions kept him company. Now, John was from a priestly line, but he didn't serve the temple in Jerusalem. His temple was the dust under the sun. His altar was, you might say, the River Jordan. His vestments were animal skin. And of course, his location was the wilderness. Scripture calls it the wilderness. It's the same type of wilderness that Jesus wandered into for 40 days, 40 nights. The wilderness, off the grid. John was off the grid, away from the people. He was a loner, turned his back on society, turned his back on the, on the culture and the ways of the world, lived in his own, betrayed city and village. John's ministry took place in a place that was very desolate. You wanted to go here and preach, you had to travel in the Judean desert. That's, that's an odd place to do ministry. And, of course, why would God want to start the good news of Jesus Christ in the middle of nowhere. Kind of a weird place, right? Location, location, location. Well, my fellow residents of Spencer, Iowa, this morning I want to take us all into the wilderness. It's Advent. And John calls us to come hear his voice, to make that journey. So leave civilization. Leave everything that you know that, of the culture that surrounds you with its temptations and its distractions and come. Join John, proclaiming the coming Messiah and come. 
Point your finger to the one who came and the one who is to come again, Jesus Christ our Lord. The people went out into the wilderness to meet God. Our theme, standing in the presence of God. So John comes to prepare our hearts as he does every time this year, the second Sunday of Advent, we hear about John and he prepares us to meet Christ. Uh, John is a monomaniac, a monomaniac. Uh, uh, That's a person who is obsessed with one subject, one subject, monomaniac. His subject was the Messiah. With John, it was all about Jesus. That's all he cared about. And, but why proclaim that Jesus in the middle of nowhere, in a, in a desert? Why, why make people travel through uh, unforgiving territory, actually dangerous land, just to get out through the hot sun and through the desert dirt just to hear you speak? Why not set up shop in the town, in the city, where there's a larger audience? Makes sense. Well, John really didn't have much choice in the matter because, you know, seven centuries earlier, the prophet Isaiah had said this regarding John the Baptist, the voice of one crying in the wilderness. They'd been in the wilderness before the children of Israel had been. After leaving Egypt, they wandered around in the wilderness for 40 years in the desert. Eventually, God led them into the promised land, the land of Israel. And then a thousand years later, after entering the promised land, God is now sending his people back out into the wilderness to hear the voice of God through the prophet John, the last prophet of the Old Testament. You see, civilization could be dangerous. Society culture, the ways of the world. They can turn a Christian away, a Christian's heart away from Jesus. Pretty easy. Civilized sinners are easily duped by demons that lead us into believing all kinds of satanic lies that are around us each day. This is why it's time to stop and do Advent. It's time for us to wander in the wilderness, to leave behind all the distractions that so easily turn our hearts and our minds, all the things that that deceive us so easily into believing that your career is your life, into believing that your family is your life, into believing that life is about your pleasures, into believing that your possessions are your life or that your grades are your life or that your friends or your lack of friends define who you are or that social media defines who you are. In the wilderness, there's no internet. So this morning, I want us to leave civilization behind, all the temptation, all the darkness, leave the things of this life that harm us, that offer so much, But in reality, only masquerade as agents of death because they offer nothing eternal. Jesus offers the eternal things. He gives us the gift of eternity. So God sent his people, his children, back out into the wilderness to come and to stand. Coram Deo. Coram what? It's a Latin word. 
Latin phrase, means to stand in the presence of God. He invited his people into the wilderness to stand in the presence of God. It's a personal call. You come. You stand. You believe. You follow. You serve. You worship. You and God. Mono Deo, Man to God. You stand quorum Deo. But understand this. Standing quorum Deo in the presence of God means you have to empty yourself. Empty your pockets. Empty your heart of all sin. Empty your hands of the things that are wasteful and fruitless and fill them all with things of Christ. Let go of all the non-essentials. Let go of all the, the extras, like the sin in your life and the things that haunt you. Let your sin go. Let, let your foolish ways go. Let it go. Especially your good works. Don't trust in those. Let it go. Especially your church membership. Being a good Lutheran never got anybody into heaven. Oh, it's not that good works are bad. They just don't save us. Jesus blistered the Jewish leaders who thought that their belonging to the church would save them. He said, you sons of snakes, who said that you'd escape the coming wrath of God? Don't try to get by as you're thinking. We're safe. We're the Jews, descendants of Abraham. (laughs) That proves nothing. God can change these stones here into Jews. No, never presume. We have Martin Luther as our father. Only Jesus saves. Only Jesus gives eternity. Stand with him. Coram Dale, stand with God. Stand in his presence. Stand in this advent. Come to him. Touch his body to your lips in holy communion. For the forgiveness of your sins, leave the rest behind. Come to him, your Lord, your God. Touch the wine that is his blood. Touch your God. His divine blood shed for the forgiveness of your sins. Jesus saves. Stand with Jesus in his presence. Take your stand with God. You know, standing in the presence of God, Coram Deo, is both terrifying, but it's also clarifying because when we stand in the presence of God, it becomes very clear that our heart is sinful. You stand in the presence of God, we see our wicked ways. We see how we love our stuff, how we love our possessions more than we love God, how we're good at blaming everybody else for our sins except for ourselves, how easily we point the finger at other people while attempting to justify ourselves. But when you stand in the presence of God, that perspective changes. Things change when we come into the wilderness to face God. Because there in the wilderness, Coram Deo, in the presence of God, we begin to see the real desert of our heart. And we're confronted by the darkness of our sin and the brokenness. We see there in the wilderness dust and dirt, dust to dust, ashes to ashes, which is where we began and where we will end. 
Standing in God's presence evaporates all our sinful pride. It strips us naked of every excuse. In the presence of God, Coram Deo, our hands are emptied, our hearts are broken, and our parched voices cry out, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Yes, welcome to the wilderness. It's Advent. It's good to be here. It's a good place to be. However, there's one thing about the wilderness. Life can only be found in the wilderness where there's water. And thanks be to God, John the Baptist is not only the wilderness guy, he's also the water guy. And he baptized sinners in the wilderness. God does the same thing for you. He drags you out of the broken civilization and he pours water over your head. And he invites you to stand in his presence. And he invites you to repent. You know, the, John's message was the same message that Jesus gave. It wasn't any different. God's kingdom is near. Repent. Change the way you act. Change the way you think. Believe the good news. The message hasn't changed for us this Advent. Repentance is the fruit of faith. It's your faith in action. Change the way you think. Change the way you act. The fruit of faith. And that fruit of faith all began with water. Water was poured over your head in your wilderness. and God was in that water. God is the water. It's called the living water. Jesus said, whoever is thirsty must come to me and drink. Streams of living water will flow from deep within the person who believes in me. Come to the waters of baptism and stand, Coram Deo, in the presence of God. When you were baptized, that's what you did. You stood before God, and the wilderness of your sin was driven far from your soul. He claimed you by his name. He filled that parched place with the living water. You know, that's God's work, not yours. It's what God does. He washes away your sin. He claims you to be his own. He draws you near to him so that you can stand in his presence, Coram Deo, unashamed. He cleanses you with the, the blood of his son so that you can stand before God by the perfect blood. But do you feel the wilderness of your sin? Do you feel sometimes that you are in an eternal wilderness separated from God? You shouldn't. You aren't. You stand with Christ. Coram Deo. You stand in that wonderful oasis in the wilderness. Jesus is your Christ. And you remember the words of John the Baptist. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away your sin. And behold the Lamb of God who gives you eternal things. Eternal life. In baptism, Jesus put his name on you. In the name of God the Father, in the name of God the Son, in the name of God the Holy Spirit, he attached you to himself. You are his. And the Lord located himself in your heart. God himself located his Son in you. 
right here with the precious liquid of life. It's the liquid that quenches God's wrath and puts out the flames of hell. And Jesus is located in the water. Corum Deo, standing in the presence of God. It's living water. It's your Savior. It's your life. Now, I bet you didn't think when you came to church today that you'd be standing in a place, Corum Deo. But you are. Now, I may not be the wilderness preacher that John was, but I am your preacher. And I proclaim the same message. It's the same gospel that, that that he proclaimed. And the invitation hasn't changed. Come. Come to the altar. Come to the meal. Come to the table. All the provisions of life are found right here. The liquid of life. The body and blood of Christ given and shed for the forgiveness of your sins. The word of God that's proclaimed. But where do we go from here? It's all given here, but where do we go from here? Well, you go back out into the world where you live and work. You enter civilization with a message. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The gift of being able to stand, quorum Deo, it changes you. It changes who we are. Our empty hands are now full to serve. Our empty hearts, our broken hearts are now filled with His love. And share that fullness with others. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen.